Welcome to Drawing Near, a verse-by-verse study of God's Word. We are currently in the process of studying the book of Revelations. Today on Drawing Near, we witness the Apostle John taking part in the Revelation as he takes the little book from the mighty angel's hand. So take your Bible and turn to the Revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter 10, and join us for Sweet as Honey. Before we read God's Word, Let's go to the Lord together in prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you for today and all the blessings that you have for us today, your acts of grace and mercy, and your display of love. Father, these are wondrous, and we pray, Father, that we would appreciate them and recognize them as we go through our day. Help us, Father, to be patient with one another, to be forgiving to reflect the love and grace of Christ in all of our relationships. Now guide us in our study. Open our eyes to your truth. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Revelation chapter 10, verse 8, John writes, Then the voice which I heard from heaven spoke to me again, and said, Go take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel who stands on the sea and the earth. The voice that speaks with John is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's speaking to him from heaven. So John's view is from the viewpoint of earth. And this voice from heaven speaks to John and gives him instruction, not instruction to write, not explanation, but rather tells him to go, take the book which is open in the hand of the angel. John is now a participant in this revelation, not simply an observer. And so, receiving this instruction, he is to go and take the little book which is open. The fact that the book is already open in the hand of the angel seems to be significant. It may indicate that this little book is actually the scroll or part of the scroll that the Lord Jesus is the only one worthy to open, and it is now in the hand of this mighty angel for the purposes of this revelation. Others see this open little book as the Bible, the Word of God. Remember that this mighty angel who was described to us in our last Bible study, is reflecting the glory of God, displaying his judgment and his holiness. He's clothed with the clouds, and he is standing on the sea and on the earth, indicating God's total sovereignty over all of creation. God has the authority to execute judgment on the earth and on the sea. And so verse 9 tells us, So I went to the angel and said to him, Give me the little book. And he said to me, Take and eat it, and it will make your stomach bitter, but it will be as sweet as honey in your mouth. The instruction to take and eat this little book is the instruction to take God's word, God's revelation into himself, and to absorb it and assimilate it into his life. He is to consume the word of God, the words about the judgments that are to come. The response of taking and eating it will be mixed in John's life. First, we're told that consuming this little book will make his stomach bitter, literally turn to gall. That means there are elements of what John is going to eat, elements of this little book, that are bitter, that are not pleasing, that are disturbing. But while it turns his stomach bitter, it will be as sweet as honey in his mouth. The Word of God in all of its forms 
has a sweetness to it, a source of encouragement and strength. As God reveals himself and his will to us, we by faith are pleased and we grow, and there's a sweetness to taking in this knowledge. Yet at the same time, judgment is not pleasant. Judgment is bitter. The seeing of death, God's judgment against sinners, the sinner's rejection of God, these truths make some part of God's word difficult or bitter to take. Then John does what all believers in the Lord Jesus Christ are to do. He obeys. It says in verse 10, Then I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it. He did what he was told. When it comes down to following the Lord Jesus Christ by faith, the simplest description of what that looks like is to hear what God says, to believe it, and to obey. The old hymn, Trust and Obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. It is a very simple concept, but it is a very difficult thing for so many of us to do. Trust God and do what he says. And that's what John does. He takes the little book out of the angel's hand and he eats it. And guess what? John tasted this little book and it was as sweet as honey in his mouth, exactly like the angel said it would be. And then says when he had fully consumed it, his stomach became bitter, again, exactly like the angel had said. And after doing what he was told, taking the little book out of the angel's hand, eating it, experiencing the sweet honey taste in his mouth, the bitter gall in his stomach. Verse 11 tells us, And the angel said to him, You must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. When we think of John, we often think of John simply as a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ and an apostle. But what we are clearly told in this passage in Revelation chapter 10 is that John was also a prophet. He was given the words of God to prophesy, and we're told what he was to prophesy about. Not only was his prophecy to contain the entire book of Revelation, but he personally, he specifically, was told that he must prophesy again. There wasn't an option in this. He was being commanded, you must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. At the time of this writing, at the time of this revelation, God was not finished. He wasn't finished with John, and he wasn't finished with his prophecy. When God gives his prophecy, there is a desired result that comes out of that prophecy. God always is telling what is going to take place for the purposes of bringing about change, repentance, worship, a right heart, salvation. God, even in this chapter, as we have said repeatedly as we've studied so far these 10 chapters, God desires salvation for the lost. He is patient. He is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish. And so John is going to prophesy about what God is going to do in the lives of many peoples, many nations, many tongues, or many ethnic groups, many languages, and many kings. So certainly there is much more of God's judgment to come, and it's going to affect everyone globally, from the richest to the poorest, 
from the most powerful to the most humble. It's important to note in this part of John's revelation that prior to the sounding of the seventh trumpet, there is this interlude, just like there was prior to the opening of the seventh seal earlier in our study. And it'll be the same thing later on in the study. The pattern is the same. We have the six seals, an interlude, the opening of the seventh seal. We have the sounding of the six trumpets, an interlude, then the sounding of the seventh trumpet. This interlude that we're experiencing in Revelation chapter 10 and 11 is the longest interlude and may best be seen as part of the blowing of the sixth trumpet. Next time, Lord willing, we'll take a look at chapter 11 and the two witnesses. It's an amazing passage of Scripture. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the reminders that we have from your word about your sovereignty, your power, your righteousness, your holiness, your justice. Thank you for your grace and mercy once again. The riches of your grace are beyond expression. Work in the hearts and lives of all of your people. Guide and direct them, Father, into the truth. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.